The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you will dial 702-650-5588. If you have a comment, have a question, have a praise report, we'd love to hear from you locally, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we have a toll-free number for you as well. That toll-free number would be 800-366-8883. Again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area and like to join in on our discussion today, please dial 800-366-8883. We are able to to be streamed at this time praise God and we are being streamed audio and visual from KKVV's website which is www.kkvv.com hello and God bless I and Vernon and brother Vernon just wave to you we're also being streamed live from save the lost at all costs website which is www.savethelostlv.org Uh, If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please feel free to go to our website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Select the date that you'd like to listen to. Um, It's always free on our watch. There are several shows up there to be blessed by. We have a lot of wonderful resources there on our website, totally for free. And please tell someone about it. In addition, we are also heard on iTunes, which is Apple iTunes, free as well. Save the lost at all costs. I'd like to also let you know we are on the AM Dow at 1060 AM, and we're on the FM Dow at 101.5 FM. And I'd definitely like to welcome back my dear brother in Christ, uh, my friend in this life, that would be Brother Vernon Davis, and welcome home. And how are you, man of God? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. I missed being here, and but I am back right now. Um, I'd just like to say uh, uh, my church that I'm now a member of, Bread in Heaven Christian Ministry, will be having a revival this coming Monday through Friday at Amen. 7 p.m. Uh, 1919 North Ringe Lane, that's one block east of... Nellis off of Lake Mead. So if anyone is, lives locally here in Las Vegas, uh, please drop by. It's Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. this coming week. And um, I'd like to also say to, to my pastor, uh, Richard and Tanya Powell, they also have a radio ministry here at KKVV. And uh, thank you for allowing me to be part of your family. Amen. Is there a phone number if someone wants some more information about the church, sir? Sure. The phone number for uh, Pastor Richard Powell is 702 702- Nine seven eight twelve ninety nine. You want to do that again? Seven zero two nine seven eight 
1299. And the name of the church again? It's Bread of Heaven Christian Ministry. All right. They're having <laughs> a revival you. starting Monday. Amen. Amen. Get blessed. All right. So we are looking at Psalm 28 today. And our topic is a prayer for help for the whole country. Again, our topic is a prayer for help for the whole country. Amen. And, um... We have a caller, so we are going to take the call, and we're going to get right into it, but we will be looking at Psalm 28 today. Amen? Amen. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, Sister Dorothy? And God bless you, sis. Yeah, and I, I apologize, too, because I call you before you get your topic. It's okay. I got it out. We're just going to read Psalm 28. It happened, but I always got time for you, sis. You know that. And this is a good thing, though, because I called a secular station last night in regards to the candidate, Mr. Trump. Yes. And his running mate. And um, Trump's running mate was Pence. And yes. I heard a lady call in for another program saying that Pence means penny. Mm-hmm. But in my spirit, I, I sense that it's possibly you put Trump and Pence together, you get Trump Pence. Okay. And so I told that um, talk host, I said in Revelation chapter 8, I said it's a possibility that we're in the the um, seventh seal mm-hmm. and how the almighty because he's the one that raises one up and brings another down based on the hearts of the people amen and so that's what i, I brought to his attention and he's like well do you think that mr trump is going to be the one that usher in this this judgment i said that's a possibility because of what's happening if you read uh revelation chapter 8 you see it talks about the prayers of the saints and mm-hmm. how the angel brings the prayers and the on the smoke before the altar and how it goes up to the father before the trumpets are announced amen so that's what i just want to bring Trump's to your attention and um bits. maybe you have uh, a bit of insight as you read um psalm 28 mm-hmm. because it deals with the prayers of the saints all right well i appreciate that thank you that was uh, revelatory amen. Yes. amen but whoever god puts in uh a particular place whether we understand it or not he's sovereign He's sovereign and his will is being done and, and we, don't and, have to and we should that's not that's worry amen, amen. No whoever no he has Amen. Yes. All right. Well, I love you, sis, and thank you for that revelation. I appreciate you. Love you, and I love mom, too. You know that, right? She's listening. All right. Hey, mom. All righty. God bless you, sis. All thank right, you. Uh-huh. All right. Bye-bye. Very interesting, huh, Brother Vernon? Yes, indeed. We will be watching for God moving in that direction. Amen? Amen. But we need to make sure that our house is in order so that we can receive his direction and listen to his commands. And follow. Amen. Amen. Ours is to follow, not to question. Amen. And there's a certain way that you question. Okay. And we're going to get into this in reference to Psalm 28. Again, a prayer for help for the whole country. This is what we're discussing today. So we are in the New King James Version. Is that correct, Brother That's Vernon? correct. So would you bless us with those nine verses in Psalm 28? Psalm 28, a Psalm of David. Uh, verse 1. To you I will cry, O Lord, my rock. Do not be silent to me, lest if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. 2. Hear the voice of my supplications. When I cry to you, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. 3. Do not take me away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, who speak peace to their neighbors, but evil is in their hearts. 4. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them according to the work of their hands. Render to them what they deserve. 5. 
because they do not regard the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. 6. Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplications. 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise him. 8. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving refuge of his anointed. 9. Save your people, and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also, and bear them up forever. Amen. Amen. So that was Psalm 28. So we're going to give you a little backdrop here, and then we're going to start breaking the scriptures down one by one. Amen? Amen. Now, this is King David that is praying. The king at that particular time was considered the Messiah. He was the one that was chosen by God to protect the people, to represent the people, to go to God on the people's behalf. Amen. Mm -hmm. He was to care for God's people and to make sure that everything that God had established would go forth and that it was being done. Amen. Amen. So, you know, this is where we have the Davidic kingdom being established. Amen? Amen. Okay. So let's go to second Samuel chapter seven. And I want to give you a couple of verses here and then come back and start explaining more about the backdrop. Okay. So this is a covenant that has been set up with God and David. Amen. Amen. So we're going to look at second Samuel chapter seven, and we're going to look at verses 12, 13, and 14. So, uh, let me and 15 too. So 12, 13, 14, and 15. So Brother Vernon, would you read? Again, we're in 2 Samuel chapter 7, and we're looking at verses 12, 13, 14, and 15. We are in the New King James Version. Amen. Okay. Chapter 7, 2 Samuel, verse 12. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you, who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. 13. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. 14. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with me, and with the blows of the sons of men. And 15. But, by mercy, but my mercy shall not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Okay. And number 16, please. And 16, and your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. Now, verse 17. And 17. According to all these words and according to all this vision, so Nathan spoke to David. Okay, so God used his prophet Nathan, Nathan. Nathan to speak this to David. Amen? Amen. And so David understands that the covenant is truly set up. And the son that he's talking about is Solomon, who will build the temple. Amen. 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 But the kingdom will be established for what? Forever. Forever. And we know that our Messiah, our anointed one, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, comes out of the direct bloodline of David. Amen. Amen. So we have to see that's that. Okay. So that's how we see this. Now, let's get back to Psalm 28. So. This was a very, very horrible time. David was in fear 
of what was going to happen, not only to him, but the whole country. You have to understand the whole country is in peril at this time. And it's David's responsibility to come to God and to pray to God and to cry out to him. This is a very, very serious time, similar to what we're experiencing right now. Our nation is being gripped, Brother Vernon. Our listeners, our nation is being gripped by a satanic force. There is bloodlust. There's bloodletting. There are places and pockets that are not safe that we all fear. We are all coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, seeking answers. Amen. Amen. Wondering what is going on. When is it going to stop? How could this possibly happen in the so-called land of the free of the milk and honey? How can this happen in a season called now? Well, David had that same concern. So let's see how David handled this. Again, this is a prayer for help for the whole country. You have to understand there is not a place that David looked north, south, east or west that he did not see peril, peril to the point that he even believed that he was about to perish. You have to understand he is the one that is set up by God and he feels his death is imminent. You have to understand it's very, very dangerous when the king who has all the protection. Doesn't feel safe, Vernon, to the point where he even believes he's about to die. So with that type of perspective, let's reread the scriptures. Now we're going to take it verse by verse. Brother Vernon, would you take us back to Psalm 28? And we're in verse 1. Again, we're coming out of the New King James Version. Verse 1, to you I will cry, O Lord my rock, do not be silent to me. Lest if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Look, he says, Lord, when you use the word Lord in this whole context, God is not using one time. It's not used at all. He is referring to God as Lord. It is personal. Who is Jesus to us? He is our Lord and, and our Savior. Savior. It denotes intimacy. It denotes love trust our savior our salvation it is personal it denotes a relationship only god's people call him lord do you understand Amen. jesus is our lord and savior we're the only people that refer to him that because he is ours and we are his nobody refers to him as that unless they have an intimate relationship not knowledge but intimacy true knowledge a connection a divine connection mm -hmm. we are nothing without him do you understand brother mm -hmm. it is if the umbilical cord was never cut and if it were to be cut, truly and surely, we would perish. So you have to understand, this is the type of relationship King David has with God. And not only does he have it, those who believe in God have it as well. It is a sign of endearment and trust when you call God Lord. So you need to understand that. And what does he say 
I will cry. When you're at that stage of crying out, Vernon, you're out of conversation. There's no talking to be. You can't even talk anymore. It is truly that you are in great need and great distress. It's like when a baby cries. A baby has certain cries. But when you hear that cry of distress, distress. you know that you have got to come running. David is at that cry of distress that you hear from a baby. It is shrill. It is to the point. It will wake up the dead. Amen. Amen. So that's where he is right now. And he calls him what? Lord. And my rock. He says, my rock. Well, let me give you a little backdrop on rock. Rock was used 33 times in the Old Testament. And it's only to mean God. Because what is he? He is our rock. And where do you get shelter from? By going into the rock. You call him rock because you know he can give you shelter and protection. There's nothing like him. They don't call any other gods rock. <laughs> They're not capable of shelter or protection and definitely not anything of a divine source. But he says, my rock. Hello? Personal. Again. And you have to understand, he says, do not be silent to me. David will not leave unless God answers him to God. He expects us to cry out to him, right? But in turn, we expect to hear from him. And silence is deafening. It is means that God has cut you off. It is if you have died, if you cannot hear from God. Can you imagine Brother Vernon praying to God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and he does not answer your prayers? Can you imagine? Well, that's where David is. He will not rest. He cannot rest until he hears from God. And he is beseeching him. He is pleading with him. Do not be silent. Not at this time. My life, my people, which are your people, are in peril to the point of death. It's that serious. And what does he say in the V verse, uh, Vernon, about silence? Lest if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Well, pit, pit. in this particular context is a metaphor for death. But it's the worst kind of death. It's the death of hell. That's where you take all the bad people. They are carried down to the pit. Because they are bad. They are godless. They do not listen to God, nor do they acknowledge God. He does not want to be considered one of those people. And for God to be silent to him, that's what he is. He's no better off than them. Can you imagine, Vernon, that we are God's children who love him, who care for him, who cry out to him, and we get the same response as a non-believer? You have to understand He is almost to the point where he is ready to sweat blood as Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. He is that distressed. And not just for himself, for the whole country. He is that distressed. Verse 2, Vernon. Hear the voice of my supplications. When I cry to you, 
when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. So he's repeating what he has said in reference to verse 1. He says, hear my voice, my supplications, when I cry to you. He's saying it again. That's a double emphasis. Amen. Okay? Now, he says, when I lift up my hands. Now, back in that time, to lift up your hands to God means that you had nothing to hide. Can you imagine how open you are when you lift up your hands? Mm -hmm. Your head is uncovered. Everything is exposed. You're lifting up to what? Heaven, his holy sanctuary. You are acknowledging that he is above you. Not only is he above you, but he resides in heaven. And I am lifting up my hands, holding hands. I am totally aware of who you are and your capabilities. As high as I can lift and as far as I can stretch, it is you and only you. Amen? Amen. That deserves that type of praise, that type of honor, that type of recognition. Amen. And for you to come totally bare and no secrets are you hiding. As if you are a baby and you need to be lifted by who? God himself. That's how much children have trust in us, Vernon, when they lift their hands up to us. They trust that we can take them somewhere. They trust that we can lift them. This is how God's people were, so dependent upon him. Now let's go to the scriptures and let's go to Jeremiah 33.3. We are going to Jeremiah 33.3. This is going to give us some support on verse 1. And then we got a couple of scriptures we're going to look at in reference to verse 2. So you're going to go to Jeremiah 33.3 and give us some support on verse 1. Hey, Are you there yet? Yes, I am. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Yes, sir. Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Can you see? Can you understand what God is saying? Call to me. So Amen. we are supposed to cry out. We are commanded to cry out. And what did God say he'll do? He'll answer us. He will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So when we cry out to him, Vernon, we are under the assumption that something is about to happen that is not going to be good. But what does he say? I can show you what? Things you do not know. But mighty are they, things. But, but mighty things. Mighty things. That you do not know, which is revealing another part of himself and his plan. Amen? Amen. But we have to go to him the right way. Right. But he is commanding us to do what? Call to me. To me. See how call personal it is? Mm -hmm. Call to me. I call to him every day. <laughs> right. Not to anybody else, but to me. Only. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Mm -hmm. And he's assuring you what he'll do when you call to him. Oh, he's going to let you know, Brother Vernon. Oh, he will. He does. Amen. We, we just have to choose to listen and accept. But we have to be in relationship in order for it to work. Always. Praise God. Always. So let's go to Exodus 17, and I want you to go to verse 9. Exodus 17, and I want you to go to verse 9. Okay, still from the New King James Version, Exodus 17, verse 9. Mm -hmm. 
The Word of God says, And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men, and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. See, lifting up holy hands. Mm -hmm. See, the rod is lifted. Amen? Holy hands. You lift up the rod to who? God. To God. Okay, so Amalek at the time was their most fiercest person that they were fighting. Joshua is Moses' mentor. Says we're going to go and we're going to go up high. Amen. Amen. And we're going with what? The staff that God had given him. So we have to understand that Moses understood it. Now we're going to go to first Timothy and we're going to go to the second chapter and we're going to go to verse eight. And this is what we're supporting with verse two. Amen. Second Timothy, excuse me, first Timothy, first Timothy. chapter two, verse eight. First Timothy chapter two, verse eight. I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. And verse nine, verse nine, in like manner also that the women adorn, adorn themselves in modest, modest apparel with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing. Not ten. Ten. But which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. Okay, so the thing is, is that we're lifting up holy hands. Not only is the charge given to men, but the charge is given given to to women women as well. You hear that, men and women of God, lifting up holy hands. But it says, without wrath and without doubting. Right. How can you pray to God and you have wrath on you? And you doubt. What, What kind of prayer is that? man of God? It's not, I don't know. Then you're not trusting God <laughs> to true. be just and to be righteous and you're coming God with wrath in your heart and doubting? How can you pray like that? That's, 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 that's not praying. And lifting up holy hands and acknowledging that he is in a heavenly place and as high as you can lift and as wide as you can stretch, he is all that and more. Amen. But when you have wrath and you have doubting, then you are defying him. That is not suitable. That is not proper. We should honor him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. So we have to be very, very careful how we come to him. Amen. Especially when we're asking for a prayer for help for the whole country. God, I need you to do this. and God, I need you to do this. And did you see this? And did you see that? And I need it. Come on, Vernon. That's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. Amen. Amen. Now let's go back to Psalm 28. And I need you to look at verse 3. Back to Psalm 28. Mm -hmm. Verse 3. The word of God says, Do not take me away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, who speak peace to their neighbors, but evil is in their hearts. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that you don't want to be taken away because if you were standing before the king and they took you away, they would end up dragging you. And you know where they would drag you to? To your death. death. So he is pleading with God, do not take me away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity. Those who practice lawlessness. Those who are sons of perdition. 
those rebels, those unbelievers, those sons and daughters of Satan himself, don't take him away with those who actually double speak. Look at what it says that in the verse A, it says the A part who speak peace to their neighbors, but evil is in their hearts. Vernon. Today. There was no intention of having peace. They always had destruction and annihilation and division Mm -hmm. and confusion and oppression and murder and larceny and evil in their hearts. Amen. That was how it always was and that's how it always was going to be. There was never anything about peace because you have to have peace with God. Jesus is what? The Prince of Peace. Amen? Amen. He's the one that calms the storms. He's the one that says, peace be still. So if they're not recognizing him, what makes you think they were going to have peace with you? David understands what lurks in a man's heart. He understands that evil can be in a man's heart. And does not want that to be his testimony. Does not want to be associated with that. Does not want to be the king that is known for that. Did we live our lives, Vernon, our whole lives for this to be it? To have that put on us? That we were those type of workers? That we did evil in the sight of God? And that our whole purpose was to come against him, to be in total rebellion. Is that why we came to this earth? Vernon, we will be dealt with. For those things we did and those things that we allowed to happen. Commission and omission. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he didn't want that. At all. Now we have to understand. That David's throne was being challenged by Saul, which was the first king, Mm -hmm. but he never had God's mercy. He was never God's choice. He was the people's choice. Right. And then his son, Absalom. Absalom. And if Absalom had succeeded, then guess what? If Saul would have succeeded, no doubt they would have killed King David. Of course. So make no mistake. David was aware of that. That had any of these men succeeded. Surely he would have been dead. And what would have been the fate of the people? Vernon, if we are taken out of our family's lives. We have to understand. We have to set things up so that they will be able to go on. And the best legacy we can give them is the Lord. Amen. Amen. And David was trying to uphold what the Lord had given him. Amen. Amen. So let's look at verse four. 
Verse 4, give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them according to the work of their hands. Render to them what they deserve. I think that spells it out. And he's talking about the wicked. Amen. Amen. He says, give them according to their deeds, their wicked deeds. Pay them in the way that they have paid. Amen. Amen. Pay them. Give them according to their works of their hands. The hands that are full of blood, deceit, corruption, lies, sin, Mm -hmm. debauchery, iniquity, transgression. Pay them in the way that they have been paying others. Amen. Amen. So let's, and he said, that's what they deserve. Fair exchange ain't no robbery. Correct. Amen. Now let's go to Revelation chapter 6 and let's look at verse 10 because a lot of people try to want vengeance and we just talked about a prayer that had wrath and and doubting it's not what you're supposed to bring to God amen Amen. so let's look at revelations chapter 6 verse 10 what does the word of God say man of God word of God says and they cried with a loud voice saying how long O Lord holy and true until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on earth. Okay. So what he was talking about here were those martyrs that were the saints. Amen. Amen. That did the work of God like John the Baptist. Amen. Amen. Philip was martyred. Those that had gone on before preaching and teaching the gospel. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. So they looked for God to avenge what the work that they have done based on standing for the kingdom. So that's how you cry out to God. Amen. Amen. Because you look for him to do it. We as men are not equipped to do it. Amen. Amen. These are souls at stake. These are generations at stake. Be careful about what blood you want to shed because the blood you want to shed can be your own. And for generations to come. So they look for God. Amen. And those people that they were asking about were those that had did God's work. And were righteous and right standing with God. Amen. Amen. Be very careful when you cry for blood. These martyrs had a testimony. These martyrs did the work of God so they could have those go to Jesus Christ himself and ask that it be avenged. Not with hate, not with wrath, not with doubting. They know that he is a just God. And Jesus said he's coming back. What? For uh, for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. And that he will judge the righteous and the unrighteous so they were just asking based on what he has already established amen amen like remember me amen don't forget me so let us remember that keep it in its proper context so let's go to verse 5 please verse 5 psalms 28 verse 5 because they do not regard the works of the lord nor the operation of his hands He shall destroy them and not build them up. All right. So these men that David is talking about are truly unbelievers. And they question God's authority in giving David the position of the Messiah. Hmm. 
So they want to challenge that. They want to usurp that and they want to come against David and they just don't want to kill David. They want to wipe him out. And how do you wipe a man out? You wipe out his bloodline. You wipe him from history as if he never, never was existed. born. Right. So we're not talking about a tit for tat. We're talking about some serious extracting of what God had created before the foundations of the earth were set. See, they want to totally disrupt what God has laid in his foundation because by disrupting that, then you upset what Solomon has to do. Amen? Amen. And we just read the covenant that Solomon would be the one to build the temple and establish what? That the kingdom would be forever in that bloodline. And that's who Jesus came from. Amen. Amen. And if Solomon wasn't able to do what he was supposed to do in reference to procreate, then the whole bloodline would have been wiped out. You're talking about 14 generations would have been upset. And we need that to establish our holy king. Amen. Amen. So we got to be careful because we don't know the blessing that is riding on the children and the children's children. You don't know who's in line to do what it is that you've been praying for, what you've been asking God to do. Be careful. When you are disturbing bloodlines, man of God. We have to really, really be careful about that. Because if Absalom had been successful, King David's son, it had been over. Amen? Amen. So we have to be careful. Because Absalom, to me, was truly uh, a plant from Satan. He was truly a plant. He totally mm-hmm. turned. He became reprobated. Mm-hmm. Totally turned away because he was so consumed with wrath. Because his sister was raped and that she was. But he came so consumed with that, that he decided that my father will not live. And I will challenge anything that is there to care for him and to support him. Wasn't Absalom destroying his own bloodline, man of God? He was. Yes, he was. And David loved him. Even after, I think, um, even after he was uh, killed, who killed um, killed Absalom? The general. Jo- uh, Joab. Yeah, yeah, David's general. Right. Amen. And then Joab still, I mean, and then David still mourned. Right, and he told him, come on, we have to go. You can't do this because it upsets right. the people. Right. Amen. So let's go to verse 6. Verse 6. Blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplications. Now read that again. Blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplications. See back in those days when that has been said, God answered it. God did it. Right. David is not he, praying anymore. He is rejoicing he believe, yeah, he because believe. it is done. Right. All these things that he has prayed for, verse 1 through 5, has come to pass. Amen? Amen. And now he can rejoice. But you have to understand how he was pleading so much in a way. He says, do not silence. Be silent to me. Do you understand? Look, in five verses, God did it. So by the time we get to the sixth verse, what is he saying? Blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplication. Oh, you got to get excited about that. Amen. 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 
Thank you, God. Now let's look at Matthew 21, 22. Matthew 21, 22. Matthew 21, 22. And this is Jesus speaking. Amen. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Was David believing? Yes, he was. Oh, yes. yes. Now let's go to John 15, 7. And let's see what John 15, 7 says. Okay, John fifteen seven says, mm-hmm. this is Jesus again. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, we all will agree King David is the good, the bad, and the ugly king. Amen? Amen. But every time he did something that was not of God, he repented. Amen? He sure did. So he gets this blessing. Because he repented from that thing in which caused him to fall. Amen. Amen. He got back up and he got back in line and he acknowledged what he did. Remember, we talked about lifting up holy hands Mm -hmm. and raising them up to the heavenlies, to where God's throne sits and that there were no secrets. Amen. Amen. See, that's the thing, Vernon. When you come to God and you're praying for something that's life and death, that's so important to the point where you believe that your life is going to be taken to the point where God will not hear you possibly and that you will be equated with an unbeliever and that you will be carried off into the pit. You got to understand it doesn't get more transparent than that. Let's look at verse 7, please. Verse 7 out of Psalm, from Psalm 28. Uh, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will praise him. That's your private testimony, Vernon. No man can lay claim nor deny your testimony. He said God was what his shield. When you got a shield around you, there's nothing that can hurt you. There's nothing that can touch you. He is giving credit where credit is due. And he said God was his shield. He couldn't even help himself. He's the (laughs) king. Amen? Amen. He's the one that's supposed to take care of everybody. But he found himself in a position where he couldn't do nothing. Amen. Do you understand? Amen. And he knows where his help came from. And he gives him all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. And even personally says what he did for him. He said, you were my shield. Amen? Amen. It makes it personal. It, it That's the beautiful thing about your testimony. He says, my heart trusted in him. He didn't trust him in himself. He didn't trust in his men of valor. David was surrounded by men of valor, sworn men that would give their life for the king. Amen. And they were holy men. They were righteous men. They were upstanding men. He didn't even put his trust in them. He didn't put a trust in his wife. Amen. Amen. When God has joined together, let no man put asunder. He didn't even put trust in that. He put trust in what? Only in God. Amen? Amen. His Lord, which made it personal. Amen. Amen. Like I said, we have read all these scriptures. You haven't seen God's name mentioned one time. No. See, so it's personal. It's a personal thing. Amen. Amen. So, and then he says his heart rejoices greatly. Amen. Amen. Joy. Joy comes from God. 
Happiness is fleeting, but joy comes from God. That's a divine thing. Amen. Amen. And what does he say? With my song, I will praise him. See, we all got a song, Vernon. We all can sing something that God has done for us. And he said, I will praise him. See, nobody can stop you from praising him when you know that you know that you know. And he did it. Amen. Amen. And we all have that testimony. We all should be standing on it. We all should know what God can do because he's already done it. And if he did it once, he can do it again, Vernon. He sure can. Always. Always. So this is the type of prayer we need to go to God with in order to pray for this country. Amen. This is the type of conviction we need to have. This is the show up. God can do it. Approach that we need to have. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's get down to verse eight. Verse eight. The Lord is their strength and he is the saving refuge of his anointed. Wow. His anointed. He is their strength. Who is he talking about? He's talking about God's people. God's people. I'm not your strength. I'm the representative, but God is the one who's truly your strength. Amen. Amen. And it says he is the saving refuge. Amen. Amen. Of his anointed. Who is the anointed at the time? The anointed is King David. So David only got saved because of God being saved. But because God saved his anointed, guess what? All them got saved too. Amen. So you got to understand that when God saves the anointed, the people get saved. So some of us need to understand that God has given some spiritual authority over us. God has chosen some select ones to be a presence for him, that to be a fence for you. And because he did it for them and they're praying for you, they're serving you, they're helping you just because God has put them there. And they will go on your behalf to God and have this type of prayer. But we all call to have a relationship with him, Vernon. There are some people who are truly anointed and gifted to pray, to speak to God. Amen. Amen. But we all have to find it in ourselves to have that relationship where we have the confidence to go on our behalf for those that we love and we care about. Amen. Amen. Because if you perish, brother, I perish. No man is an island. We are called as believers to hold each other up, to care for one another. Amen. Amen. And not care for those that look like us. Because we have the embodiment of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So let's look at verse 9. Verse 9. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. Well, this is how the Messiah becomes anointed. Amen. And the anointed Messiah is the chosen one. Jesus is the anointed Messiah. Amen. Amen. And it says, save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. But do you see all these capitals when we get down to verse nine? Of course. Now, what's capitalized in verse nine? Save your, the Y, and then your, and shepherd and go ahead. And it says, bless your inheritance. Your, yes, Amen. your inheritance. And, and shepherd, shepherd them 
and bear them up forever. Uh-huh. This is all talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. He is truly the anointed He's- Messiah. The inheritance are the people. Amen. Amen. We are God's inheritance. Amen. Yes. We're a royal priesthood, right? Yes. We are his children. We are his sons and his daughters. So can you imagine David praying a prophetic prayer like that? He's the pre-Christ. But he understands the real Christ is coming. Amen? Amen. Have we released some spiritual nuggets today, man of God? You're on fire. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But see... He understands the importance of fervent prayer. Amen. Amen. Righteous prayer. Amen. He understands that that prayer based on his position is tantamount to the whole people in the country. See, one man understands that even though he had some problems. He got back up and got back in line, but he never questioned who God was and what God could do. He never once felt that he could not go to God and cry out to him. Amen. Amen. He never once said that I'm going to leave. He said, I'm going to stay until you speak. Amen. Till you speak over this, until you do something. I can't sleep. I can't rest. I'm at stake. And not only am I at stake, but the people are at stake. Amen. Amen. And that they are real pressures. They are real agents of Satan who are coming against me. David put it all out there. Are we able to pray a righteous prayer like that? A passionate prayer, a truthful prayer, a honest prayer. Are we able to come to God like that? We better be able to. And look how God moved in five verses. Verse six, read it again, brother. Tell him what he did. Blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplications. He has heard me. Thank you, God. Be assured, God answers prayers. He does. He right now, God. He's an intentional God. Can we be intentional with our love and praise and worship and righteousness for him and to him? Can we do it, brother? Amen. Yes, we can. Can you be intentional in your prayers? Can you be intentional to recognize who he is? Not for what he does, but for who he is. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. He's the advocate. He's the one that goes to God on our behalf. Do you have a personal relationship with him at this time? If you don't, you need to. People are dependent upon you. Bloodlines are dependent upon you. A nation is dependent upon you. You, Based on your relationship that you have with him. This is not a time to be sad. It's not a time to be mad. It's not a time to be upset. It's a time to be humble and go to your knees with holy hands lifted up as far as you can stretch and as wide as you can stretch. And recognize your God who is in heaven wants to hear from you. Can you do it? Can you intercess for those that you love and you care about and especially for yourself? Can you do it? Vernon, I truly believe that if we would do that, God would hear from us and he would move in a season called now. I truly believe that with all my heart, man of God. We have got to get back to righteousness. We have got to get back to holiness. We have got to believe that God is who he is and that he can do what he said he can do. Why are we putting our trust in men? Why, Vernon? Why are we looking to men for answers? 
don't know. I do not know why. God loved David with all his heart. Amen. Amen. David was a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he was a worshiper. Amen. Are you a worshiper? Are you worshiping in spirit and in truth? It's time for true worshipers to get real. In the name of Jesus, I implore you, I beseech you, I beg you, true worshipers, get real. Men and women of God, come forth. Amen. Amen. Step out the shadows. Now is the season. If not now, then when? We're going to take this call. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. God bless you, too. Uh, we all speak with forked tongue. We, uh, we have that double-mindedness. We're all hypocrites. We're all sinners. Amen. Amen. If I was, if I wasn't, I would have married you. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? We can be born again. Amen. And when we're oh, born again, you. we can be baptized in the blood of Jesus, and He can again? create a new person in us. Old things have passed away, brother. Again? We, we ought to try Jesus. We really do. Okay, you can renew that. You can redo it. Well, the thing is, is that have we ever done it? Just because yeah. some people said they've done it doesn't mean they've done it, brother. Only you know in your heart if you've done it or not. And I'm not just speaking to you. I'm just speaking to those because God knows. God bless you. I love you. All right. I love, love you more. And God bless you, brother. Amen. Amen. Well, brother. It comes to that time where we say save the loss at all costs. We love you. We pray that you tune in next week. Keep us lifted. Turn back to God and have a relationship with him. He is truly the one who saves. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Amen. All right, Dale, take us out. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas his very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. All donations 
donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.